These are the required points to express in your ad. Feel free to paraphrase and speak from your own experience. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This podcast is sponsored by SeatGeek. Use promo code MOMEN on SeatGeek to save $20 on sporting tickets on SeatGeek.com. By the way, follow us on Instagram at genius.podcast. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and Spotify. Thank you for returning. Genius Podcast. This is Moment of Feast, your host, and today we are going to talk about a nation that has been taken away from its people, but they're trying to reclaim it and win freedom. Of course, with this topic, we have a special guest who is fighting for Palestinians' life and attempting to raise awareness of this issue on social media. So please welcome her, Nadia. Yeah, my name is Nadia. I'm a Palestinian-American. My father was born in Gaza. And I'm first gen. I've been working with different organizations um, in and out. But more recently, in the last two years, I've been mostly doing work with the Palestinian youth movement uh, in Southern California. Uh, And I'm also currently a student. So, yeah. What's going on in Palestine is completely crazy. Um, I... Like, I think the first time I heard about this situation was, like, when I was in, the like, eighth grade watching CNN 10, <laughs> you know, and I see, like, Israel trying to take away passing, like, land, and I'm, like, I was 15, I'm, like, what does this mean? And now, of course, being older, um, I do, of course, understand what's going on. I think you could agree with this, how, like, a lot of us, we post about Palestine like what about one month? Like we don't post as much, so uh, yeah. yeah. So like when I see, I'm like, I'm like, this is like you're literally a true supporter, and like you're actually standing up, you know, while other people just just trying to act like, um, uh, like a supporter. Um, but what's your thoughts about Palestine and Israel? What do you think about that? Covering the real issues and the real um the real story of what Palestinians are enduring and have been enduring. Right. So Mm -hmm. like if you didn't have that, then you didn't really have accurate information because CNN or Fox or ABC or all of these mainstream Western media outlets were giving you this propaganda, this false narrative that Israel is the state that is being, uh, that was established to give Jews, you know, the right to their quote unquote homeland and giving them uh, the 
giving them self-determination. And while, yes, you know, Jewish hatred and Jewish prejudice and bigotry has existed mm-hmm. pretty much for the entirety of their existence, right? Yeah. Um, that is not the, the story of Israel, you know, and uh, and that's not the true story of what Palestinians have had to go through. Um, and seeing um, in Western media how Palestinians are always depicted as terrorists, um, mm-hmm. that's not that's not accurate, right? So yeah. being able to tune in on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or whatever you're on, and it's just there, right in your face, right? Yeah. And you can't really... You, it's, it's really hard. I mean, obviously, you know, you see a lot of politicians and a lot of um, Zionists and um, supporters of Israel, you know, still try to negate the fact that Palestinians are being oppressed, that Palestinians are living under uh, an apartheid regime, a fascist, a fascist regime, mm-hmm. um, and being um, forced to endure, you know, losing their, literally losing their homes, losing their land, mm-hmm. um, and having their culture and their existence stolen and just uprooted right from under them. So I think, you know, that just made a huge shift. And so in the last few years, for me, I've seen a lot of hope. If you could describe what is Palestine, basically, like in your current like definition, what is Palestine? Like, how would you describe Palestine to anybody that's listening right now? I, I, would, describe, short I would, I would describe the country. Um, I would describe the country of Palestine as a, as a land that has always had a people. Oftentimes, that is a Zionist narrative that gets pushed on the Western world and on um, other people that narrative being that Palestine was a land without a people. And I would say that Palestine has always been a land with a people and will, and will always be a land with a people. So who are the uh, Israelis? So Israelis now. um, So if, uh, if you're talking about the population of Israel now, I I don't know if my numbers are hundred percent correct. So if I'm wrong, I'm, I mean, that's fine. But I know the numbers are somewhere around 20%. 20% of Israeli citizens are Americans that have relocated, for lack of a better term, to Israel. So that's 20%. Mm-hmm. So that's like what, you know, two out of 10 people. Mm-hmm. So those other eight people out of those 10 are um, a certain percentage of them are Jewish Israelis that have um, been who have been um, born in Israel, in, in mm-hmm. the state of Israel, because they're either their parents or their grandparents or their great-grandparents at one mm-hmm. point were settlers. What motivates you to support Palestine? Um, well, I think it's just like in my blood, you know, um, not like literally, obviously, but I think it's just a part of who I am and it's always been a part of who I am because I am Palestinian. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Palestinian American and being a part of the Palestinian or just being a part of any diaspora, I, f- I feel like um, we have this sense of, we experience this sense of loss mm-hmm. and we don't really have an explanation for it. And I think a lot of um, children of immigrants or mm-hmm. um, can also relate to this, but, you know, being a part of the Palestinian diaspora, I always, um, and, you know, like this is a that's just having be able being able to use the term diaspora in itself is such a blessing, because when I was growing up, there wasn't, you know, the, these term this terminology was not something that was commonly used to give me a sense of identity. 
and I always felt like, you know, I, I always felt obligated, you know, because even though I didn't understand, you know, I was just a child, I didn't mm-hmm. understand everything. I mm-hmm. just knew that it wasn't right. And I knew mm-hmm. that this wasn't okay. And I knew, and you know, and I know that seems like such a simplistic way to put it and like, oh, like it should be more profound and no, but it, it doesn't need to be because ultimately, you know, like if you're walking down the street and you see someone like kicking their dog, you're just going to be like, man, that's not okay. That's not right. Yeah, it's, it's just that natural human reaction of like, oh, like you just don't want to see like, we don't like, that's not what we're, we're supposed to be experiencing in, in, in this life is we're not supposed to be experiencing suffering. And so when we witness suffering, it's not something that we relish in and that, that make us happy. It's something that's just, it's something that I think as a ba- as just the basis of being a human being, like that should just be your reaction immediately. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, this isn't okay. And I think, you know, children are you know, I was a child when I they see like feelings, you know, like you yeah, feel it for so basic long. feelings yeah. that having basic, you know, empathy and sympathy and compassion. And yeah, you know, those are things that even children can have. So why can't yeah. we? Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, I, I grew up in it, you know. So have you ever visited Palestine? No, actually, no, no. I have okay. not. Um, I have plans to go. I, I was, um, I applied to this program to be able to go on a delegation because mm-hmm. I really want to experience Palestine in a way where I'm interacting with people who live there and who have lived there. Um, mm-hmm. and these, de- and you know, a delegation is kind of like the perfect way for me to do that. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, and hopefully, uh, inshallah, um, mm-hmm. inshallah. Hopefully, uh, if I get accepted and I can, you know, get funded, um, mm-hmm. then I'll be able to go this summer, but I have not gone. So <laughs> TikTok, where um, when the Palestine situation was going on uh, a few weeks ago, and still was going on today, but um, he made a video saying that there's other parts of Palestine where they aren't getting attacked. It's only the it's only the place where the uh, where the mosque is. So, do you think that's true? Is it only the place near the mosque? Where no, things are getting attacked, or is it everywhere else? It's definitely not true. Um, so. I mean, I could, I mean, like, I could definitely pull up accounts and show you, like, of different people who live in other uh, areas. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously, the, the, the people who live in the villages or the small towns um, surrounding Al-Aqsa Mosque in East Jerusalem or Jerusalem in general, yeah, like, that's, that's where Al-Aqsa is, is in Jerusalem, right? But you also see... Um, Israelis, <laughs> uh, not just the military, but settlers as well, attacking um, and uh, perpetuating violence and uh, inst- instigating violence against Palestinians in other parts of Palestine, like Janine mm-hmm. or um, Ramallah. Or, I mean, it doesn't happen as much in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends. But like Janine is definitely a point of like uh, of a lot of violence. You see a lot of violence waged against the Palestinians there. Why is Israel stealing territory from Palestinians despite the fact that Palestinians welcome Israel into into their lands? So I'm really confused because like why are they stealing land? So 
just to clarify, um, Palestinians have never welcomed Israel. Mm-hmm. But when uh, when there the, when there were Jews that were being brought and that had migrated to the region prior to the establishment of Israel in 1948, and um, there were a lot of Jewish families and Jewish folks who were welcomed by Palestinians who were taken into their homes, Mm -hmm. um, taught how to cultivate the land, things like that, and treated Mm -hmm. because 8% of the population of Palestine before the state of Israel was created Mm -hmm. um, was Jewish. So Jewish Palestinians exist um, Mm -hmm. and Jewish Arabs exist. So Mm -hmm. um, the reason why um, the state of Israel and Israeli settlers continue to steal the homes and the land of Palestinians is because they want to eliminate the Palestinian race of people. They want to eliminate Palestinians completely, not just push them out of Palestine, but they want to completely erase our existence and our Mm -hmm. history. That's Mm -hmm. why you see a lot of Israeli um, propaganda, like a lot of Israeli uh, products Mm-hmm. tend to copy our culture. So there we have a a, a, a scarf cloth that we wear mm-hmm. and it's a big symbol of Palestinian resistance and um and determination. Uh it's called the kufiye mm-hmm. and it's the black and white checkered pattern so to speak uh cloth that you see a lot of people wear and uh Yasser Arafat uh was one of the people who made it even more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see uh, Israeli companies making a like copy of the kufiya in like blue and white. And we do the the last Palestinian textile factory that exists. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Irbawi. And they make a blue and white kufiya because kufiyas aren't just black and white. They come in red and white. They come in green. They come in multicolors. Like there's so many different mm-hmm. variations of it. And we do have a, a dark, like a blue color with white. And, but however, these companies will put the Jewish symbol Star of David on it and other like in words in Hebrew and, you know, or like they put the words Israel on, on it and they embroider mm-hmm. it and they make these blue and white kufiyas and they call it an Israeli kufiya. But there's no such thing as an Israeli kufiya because, because the kufiya is Palestinian, okay. you know, um, and it's not they're They're basically stealing our culture and just renaming it Israeli. So they do that with our food. They do that with our dance. They do that with our art. They do that with a lot of our culture. So that's one way that they that they do that. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one reason they want to erase us. The second thing is is that they want that land and uh, specifically because they have this belief, as per um, their political ideology of Zionism, that that land belongs to the Jews, mm-hmm. um, and. Like I said earlier, um, the people who are living in Israel today are not indigenous to that land. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And so that's why they continue to take our homes and take our land because um, they believe it's theirs. <laughs> For, yeah. Though, there's no proof that it's theirs. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that makes definitely a lot, of, like, a lot more sense. Do you believe that all Israelis wish to kill Palestinians or expel them for their homeland um no i don't think that all israelis uh want that or believe that however Mm -hmm. i do not support 
a two-state solution by any means whatsoever. Mm-hmm. The state of Israel does not have the right to exist after, you know, after the incredulous violence and oppression mm-hmm. that they've waged against the Palestinian people for almost a hundred years. So, yeah, um, I don't, but I don't believe all Jews or Israelis um, want that. But I do believe that more than half of the Israeli population is racist towards Palestinians. Mm-hmm. And and I do believe that more than half of the Israeli population does support the oppression of. But why is America defending Israel instead of Palestine? Um, well, ultimately, it's because like we we have a history um, of supporting Israel for the entirety of its existence. The U.S. had a huge hand in developing and creating the state of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you uh, if you're a big time world leader, quote unquote leader, politician, you benefit from these. Uh, systems you know mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. place because it really comes down to you know money also because mm-hmm, yeah the politicians you know obviously make a lot more money than maybe the average citizen in the, in america mm-hmm. but you also have to think about who's giving them money you know mm-hmm. whether uh, and so the israel lobby uh funnels a lot of money into into different you know politicians campaigns and allow which allows them to keep winning elections because and they want to keep winning elections so they don't want to lose that money that the israel lobby gives that funnels into their their campaigns come across someone who was defending israel and what did you do in response uh yeah, all the time. Uh, it, uh, so I guess, like, maybe be a little more, like, I guess I would ask just to be a little more specific. Like, like, do you mean, like, at a protest necessarily? Or do you mean just in, like, conversationally speaking? Um, I'll say both, you know. Um, like, just both, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so if it's at a protest, if it's an action, um, I've, uh, I've just learned that, um, I don't engage with Zionists. I'm not here to change their minds. Mm -hmm. So if a Zionist approaches me at a protest, which is, which has happened, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times it's not in a calm way of like, Hey, I disagree with you. I think that, you know, Israel belongs to the Jews. No, it's never like that. It's usually, it's, it's not usually, it's always violent, Mm-hmm. It's always a violent interaction. I've been pushed. I've been shoved. I've been hit. You know, I've been, um, I've never been hit like in my face or anything, but I've been like hit in the set. Like I've been, um, like I've been hit because, you know, some, uh, two people were, were hitting each other and I was, you know, caught in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, uh, like pushed down, like, on, like, like pushed down flat on my back mm-hmm. um, by Zionists at, you know, at our, pro- at our actions and our protests. And mm-hmm. um, the way that I respond is like, I, I literally, it's for me, I don't even acknowledge their existence because mm-hmm. the thing is, is that's what they, and it, at a protest, especially, especially at a protest, that's what they want. They just want to get under your skin. They want to elicit a reaction from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, and so that way they can uh, frame you as the attacker. 
right? Mm, yeah. So when that happens, uh, I used to, when I was younger, get very angry and upset. And I would argue and yell and scream and, you know, and get aggressive and, and uh, whatever and violent. But um, now uh, that I've just received more, you know, like training and more um, like perspective, I realize that there's really no point. So if a Zionist does come in, it just happened at the last one that I was at. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and usually they're, they don't approach, it's not directly at me. It's usually like to other people. Uh, and then what I do, I, I, I just, I, I put my back to them. Usually I don't engage with them. I won't talk with them. If they follow me, which has happened, they follow me and they keep, you know, uh, egging it on, egging it on, egging it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I don't feel safe, I will take measures necessary, which I've done in the past, uh, uh, to protect myself and make sure that, you know, and I was being followed by three Zionists uh, after a protest and the protest Mm -hmm. was over. I was walking in my car by myself and they were just berating me with, you know, telling me like, you know, why do you, why do you like killing children? Cause they, they think, I don't know. I don't even know like where their statements are coming from because Mm -hmm. Israel uh, kills children. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah. So like, why do you like killing children? You know, Palestinians are terrorists. You're just a terrorist. Like, just, like, berating me, berating me, berating mm-hmm. me. And so uh, I ended up, you know, I was really, I was approaching my car. I was getting closer to my car. And um, I had my flag with me, which was on a, like, makeshift, like, metal pole that I made. Mm-hmm. And I flipped it to where the metal part was pointed at them. And I said, you know, keep following me. And I'm going to do what I have to do to protect myself because I didn't feel safe in that moment mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's in the middle of a crowd at a protest, usually like other uh, protesters will link arms with me to make sure that they can't, you know, push us down or, um, you know, uh, single anyone out and attack someone. You know, usually we do like a human chain. Um if they try to like talk to me in a conversation, which has happened before in like at school and stuff in my classes, or it's definitely happened. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a musician, so I've done, you know, gigs and I've performed in concerts in different settings. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, strangely enough, I guess as a Palestinian, like Zionist uh, rhetoric, I kind of always just happens to, you know, occur uh, when I'm, you know, just doing my daily like life stuff. Mm-hmm. So in those cases, um, if they don't engage me, I don't engage them. Because again, like I just don't, I, I'm not here to change your mind, you know, like yeah. I'm not here uh, specifically with Zionists. I'm not here to change Zionist minds. Mm-hmm. Um, from my uh, perspective and opinion, Zionist minds are already made up. Mm-hmm. And especially yeah. if they're engaging you, mm-hmm. if they're engaging you and kind of like egging you on, and you know, I've had this happen to me in a very condescending way, you know, at a protest, it's very out loud and violent and aggressive and mm-hmm. just very like, over the top right yeah like other settings it's subtle it's kind of manipulative it's kind of sarcastic at times it can be almost you know it can be very condescending um yeah and in those situations typically you know if i have something really you know witty or you know a remark that i know is is you know is is just going to kind of like put the period at the end of the sentence and I can walk away, then I will. But typically, especially like if I'm being provoked, I won't engage. And I'll just say, you know, like I'm, I'm not here to argue with you and to like 
prove whatever narrative you're trying to, you know, prove about me mm-hmm. and my people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I'm also not going to negotiate and, and have ex- an exchange with someone who's rooted in an ideology that, you know, promotes the, the erasure of my people. What do you believe will happen to Palestine in the future? Um, well, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for a free Palestine. And I, I fully, I believe with, I believe with every fiber of my being that Israel will cease to exist and that Palestinians will get their homeland back mm-hmm. and their livelihood and their peace and their, mm-hmm. their existence back. Because- so, of course, you know, people, um, this, this podcast is going to be market, marketed towards Palestine people and about Palestine situation. So um, those who are listening to this podcast, um, and if, you know, now, of course, they know that you are a true supporter of Palestine and you support for them. Um, and let's just say if they want to go to those, you know, rally and, you know, and, uh, and support Palestine. So... What is the best way to prevent uh, any like assaulting from the other side or the best way to protect yourself from any violence when it comes to like rallies or anything like that? I think, you know, um, so for anyone like in the United States specifically, because obviously in Palestine, like Palestinians have no way of keeping themselves safe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just no way to be safe in that situation. But here in the United States, um, we do have that privilege where we, can protect ourselves and be safe Mm -hmm. as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So the number one thing I would say in going to a rally or protest, whatever you want to call it, um, is not to go alone. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I've gone to protests alone, but Mm -hmm. again, those were the situations, those were the the times where incidents occurred that put me at risk and put me in danger. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say in order to keep those, to keep folks safe, you know, try to go with someone or go with a group of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next thing to keep yourself safe, um, specifically from being physically attacked, obviously, like if you see some suspicious activity, Mm -hmm. try to, um, especially if you're, you know, uh, afraid of being physically attacked and you want to avoid that, Mm -hmm. maybe, uh, you know, let, someone you know usually at at those events there's people wearing vests that are operating as security uh they're volunteers usually or people who are organizing the protest or the Mm -hmm. rally and you know usually those are the ones that are chanting or you know making the speeches you would definitely want to let someone like that know hey there's something going on over here like i don't feel safe um you know, obviously, if you're just in the crowd, I mean, and there's just a Zionist in the crowd that decides to just randomly, you know, like attack physically protesters, it's really hard to just prevent yourself from being the victim of that. I would say that it doesn't really happen like that in the States as much, especially like where, where I'm at here in Southern California. Like we do get we do we have had Zionists who uh, ag- agitators that have like immerse themselves into our crowd, like push their way into our crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, but never have I really seen them just starting to like, you know, like mosh in the middle of the crowd, like punching people or, mm-hmm. or whatever. I think, you know, um, 
yeah, if you don't feel comfortable, like, de-escalating, like, violent situation or, like, aggressive situations, if you don't feel comfortable being, you know, in the thick of, like, you know, Zionists, you know, agitating uh, mm-hmm. Palestinians and Palestinian supporters at a protest, then just kind of, you know, like, uh, you know, separate yourself from that situation, I would say. Um mm-hmm. I think, you know, ultimately, like, again, I just don't think that, like, when you're showing up to these things, like, you need to have this understanding that, like, things can happen. And, like, is is your safety important? Yes. Is your health and everything important? Yes. But when you sign up to, you know, to kind of, you know, stand up in in solidarity and and Mm -hmm. enjoy struggle and support of Palestinians, you have to understand that, like... You, you can't always prevent these things from happening. Um, it's just mostly about doing whatever you can to be prepared. So if you live okay. in an area where police are very aggressive and violent in mm-hmm. these situations, definitely, you know, um, again, make sure that you, you're with someone that you have your phone set like on a lock setting with like instead of fa- like a disable face ID, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like security like measures to be taken in that sense, you know, because mm-hmm. cops will just take your phone and then like unlock your phone with your face. And, and, you know, like those are security measures mostly like for folks who are concerned about that. Like me, like I don't get as concerned, but um, because, you know, I'm, I, I know what's at stake and I'm willing to to go through whatever mm-hmm. I, I have to. Mm-hmm. But for folks who are trying to to be as safe as and you should be as safe as possible, you know, always making sure that you're, you know, your hair if you wear have long hair, like tie your hair up, like don't wear jewelry. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you wear makeup, don't really wear makeup, especially if you're going to a rally where you know, police have known, been known to get violent and use tear gas and things like that because you definitely don't want to be wearing mascara or anything like that when, if that were to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of just, like, staying safe at rallies and protests, like, a lot of them go forward peacefully. And, yes, you sometimes get agitators, but very rarely are they just going to start waging violence against random civilians because they know it's going to make them look bad. They typically just try to agitate Palestinians or Palestinian supporters. So that way Palestinians will, or Palestinian supporters will make the first move in, in alter in an altercation. And, and they can frame it as like them being the victim and the Palestinian or the Palestinian supporter being the attacker. So Mm -hmm. honestly, the best way is like, if someone just starts yelling at you or trying to engage with you, just don't engage. If a Zionist is trying to engage with you, don't engage with them. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're don't f- fuel that flame because you're not there for them. You know, like, you're, like, I always have to remind myself that like these Zionists will do whatever they can to make it about them, you know, and to, mm-hmm. and to make them look like the victim. And so don't give them what they want. Like, don't yell at, but like, if they start yelling at you, like they're going to record you if you start yelling back at them and they're going to make it look like you started the yelling, you know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, you don't, you don't. You, you don't have, you don't, you shouldn't have to waste your energy. Like don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy. And then if anyone, you know, and usually, like I said, the organizers that are putting on these rallies and protests, um, will be your biggest allies and support. So like always let one of them know 
like just approach them and let them know like, Hey, there's a guy back there and he's been, you know, saying a lot of like pro Israel stuff like under his breath or mm-hmm. he's been trying to have conversations with people and trying to gauge them. And then their security team will move forward because you, every single, I can guarantee you that every single one of these rallies has a security team uh, okay. that are volunteering their time and that are actually trained to handle the situations in the most de-escalative way, if that's even a word possible. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, what about like if they should if they should bring any um, any weapons or like food? Oh no, I would like never. I would never like advise uh, to bring weapons to those because, again, like you know that would be used against you by the by the cops. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it could land you in a load of trouble. I think if you're planning on protesting, you know, you're just planning on on making sure your voice is heard and there's no need to bring weapons Um, because you shouldn't, you know, you're not trying to initiate an attack, first first and foremost. And second of all, uh, you know, we're not there like fighting like, you know, the Palestinians on the ground are the ones that are, are really like you know, they're the ones experiencing this violence firsthand and Mm -hmm. we are just speaking out against that violence. So there's no need for us to be violent. Obviously, like I said, if someone is is physically violent towards you, you Mm -hmm. do like, like for myself as an individual, I would do whatever I need to do necessary to keep myself and those around me safe. So if that Mm -hmm. means waging violence back against someone who's being violent, like who's waging violence against me, then, you know, so be it. Mm -hmm. But because, you know, I don't believe that the proper response to violence is always nonviolence. I think that that's just not an accurate way of like real life scenarios and how they go down, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, so that's what I would, that's what I would and say. And so what about food? Maybe should they be bringing food or anything like that? Or? A lot of people do. So it, again, they just, a- huh? right. Um, I think because my lock screen came up, so it like turned it off, but, um, yeah, a lot of people bring food. Um, if you if you know that the rally is going to be long, then yeah, bring snacks and stuff. Um, bring something that's going to give you sustenance. Water. A lot of times, organizers, if, especially if it's a hot day, they will provide water. Mm-hmm. But yeah, always bring water. Always bring snacks. I always tell people bring like a small backpack. Um, you know, if you're in an area where police tend to get violent, you know, with protesters, mm-hmm. uh, bring uh, milk <laughs> mm-hmm. because if they use tear gas against you, like milk uh, will help. Uh, it's going to help. It's not going to completely heat, like, you know, fix the mm-hmm. problem, but mm-hmm. it'll help. Um, yeah, making sure that um, you have like your emergency phone number like written on your arm like like you know um, okay yeah things like that um yeah so it really is i mean because there's some actions and rallies that are only like an hour to maybe like two and a half hours long so it's really mm-hmm. up to you how you want to proceed okay um yeah that makes yeah that was uh yeah because i always wonder you know i'm like what if i want to protest but what do i do what do i wear what do i know bring uh to eat that makes me very you know more like ready and prepared um because again i think that you know um that you should always stand up for what is right you know um and base your own voice um 
but uh but well i want to just say thank you so much nadia um for coming out on this podcast to talk about palestine of course. um guys go follow her on instagram the link will be down in the, in the description um but is there anything that you want to you know sh- uh, shout out or you know promote on this podcast um Honestly, not really. Like, the only thing I can tell people, um, if people are, like, if people listen to this and and they really want, like, my last takeaway, I would definitely say, you know, um, un- you know, understanding Palestine is, is something that doesn't need to be complicated, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be, like, something that you have to be super knowledgeable in. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a very... Um, it's a very like basic concept of, you know, uh, a people who are being oppressed that are just, you know, fighting for their liberation of, yeah. of, the, of their lives and their lands um, and their people. And I think that,